All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest in Feature Titan Ray, I'm super excited, Jesse Zagorski. Jesse, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on the show today. Absolutely, Greg. Excited to be here, man. Yeah, this is great. And all the way from beautiful San Diego, California, we were talking a little bit before we were going live here and uh, we're having the craziest weather in Colorado. So I, I envy you, my friend. I truly do. Nyclone, snowstorm, <laughs> whatever. They, Bomb the cyclone. Yeah. yeah. The marketing of snowstorms is a totally another level. In San Diego, all I know, I guess all I know is sunshine, right? We're like, oh, it rained today. Oops. Okay. Now back to sunshine. You lucky man. You lucky man. I love it. Right, I love right. it. But, but Jesse, I'm so excited just to, to share with the, the entire audience in the Titan Nation, you as a man, as a brand, as a professional, and a true, true professional in the industry of real estate. So if you're all right, I just want to dive into the series of questions and go for it. Let's do it. Let's do cool. it. So let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, so I was born and then I grew up. Oh, I love it. End of story. Next End question. of story. No, in, in very uh, Oliver Twist fashion. No, I, I actually always wanted to be a rock star. So you and I were chatting earlier. I have a guitar. If you're watching this or if you're listening on audio, um, there's a guitar that's on my wall behind me. And I, it's there because I, I really did want to be a rock star, like a legitimate guitar playing um, putting out albums. I mean, I put out eight, nine albums. I used to work wow. for MTV in the marketing department. Um, Get but, out. Yeah, but, but, I've, but I've always had um, kind of two, two paths, right? So I, I have a degree in economics. Hmm. I went to, to Berkeley and then I started working in corporate finance. Wow. And at the same time, I was like, but I want to be a rock star. So I left my corporate finance job and I, I moved to New York City and I started sleeping on my friend's floor and playing guitar and you know, my early 20s. And uh, uh, obviously, I didn't become famous, right? You don't recognize me from from music, right? Well, I was going to say famous in multiple ways, my friend. So yeah, but, but in, the, in the music world, like that, it never went, anywhere, right? Never yeah. went anywhere. And I took a detour um, through Italy. Uh, so cool. left America, went to Italy, early two thousands, hmm. and just hung out for you know six months to decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. Wow. And moved back to San Diego and decided uh, to get into real estate. Okay, now. Because that's an amazing story just in and of itself and breaking that whole whole piece apart. But when you got back stateside mm -hmm. and from your travels and, and, and your thought process, why real estate? Why? I mean, what was the thought? And, and we joke about this, some of our real estate friends that like, there's this very small group of people that are young and are like, you know what I'm going to be when I grow up? I want to be a real estate agent. Like there's a, that's a really small group. <laughs> yep. Most real estate agents, even successful ones, I feel like they just wake up and one day you're a real estate agent. Like you just, you just like, how did I end up here? I'm not really sure, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's how it happens. So wow. for me, uh, my parents were always entrepreneurs. They had all sorts of small businesses. I was raised in a very, very entrepreneurial family. It's just, mm. it's how my mind works. Okay. It's filtered with how I see the world. And my parents had sold one of their previous businesses, which was a chain of uh, appliance stores. Okay. And then they did some software stuff and some other things and decided that my mom was like, oh, I'm going to you know, go into real estate. My dad, had, my dad had had his broker's license for 30 years, but never actually ran a brokerage. He just huh. had his license on the side as one of those things that you know, entrepreneurs do. Sure. 
So my mom became a real estate agent, uh, I think in 2001, 2002, something like that. And she actually started working online leads. She was one of the first people in the industry, I think really like going deep in online leads at the time. And uh, she did like 45 deals herself her first year. Mm -hmm. I was like, I like this, this is awesome. Um, And then when I moved back from Italy, she was like, hey Jess, I think you'll like real estate. You should get your license. I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. And I was her assistant for like a week. Wow. And then we're like, okay, this will never work. Possibly be your assistant. <laughs> if anybody, you know, have ever, you know, done fa- mother, son, father, son, family business, brother, sister, some dynamics work really well. Sure. Some dynamics don't. And my mom and I worked together fantastically. We worked together for still do actually 15 years later. Wow. But we, we kind of split it up that I was obsessed with marketing strategy the sales portion of it, like moving things forward. She was, uh, she would meet with clients because she had done that by herself, but then she was more back office operations, making sure things uh, ran smoothly. And that's how we partnered up and divided it up from the beginning. And it, it just it always worked really well. Wow. And, and if you're looking at it from that standpoint, you know, having that, uh, that, that initial influence of entrepreneurialism and, and real success and in, into the business world, I mean, that, that always sparks a thought process, but the, the real estate side is always is just a curiosity to me. And, and, and I agree, there's so many professionals, as you said, that they wake up and one day, hey, I'm here, I'm in real estate. And, and, it's, and it's a wonderful place to be. I mean, it's an extremely difficult industry, but a wonderful, wonderful place to be for true pros. Um, so with that being said, Jesse, so you know, over a decade of doing this, you had mentioned 15 years. So take us through kind of your path to where you are today in real estate. What's that look like? So I, I jokingly say I've, I've kind of done every single position in a real estate office from answering the phones, booking appointments for other agents, listing specialists, buyer specialists, uh, toilets are dirty, clean the toilets, right. managing broker. I mean, really in everything in between. Yeah. It's, if, if something needs to be done, I, I, I've done it and I've tried it and I've seen this industry kind of evolve and, and shape and grow as we go. Um, what I love the most is really I mean, I love, I love my clients. I, I really do. I talk to agents who get burnt out on clients and there, there are times where it's, you know, there's some frustration, but I really do like people. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm a people person and I love clients. I got a call from a, I mean, I, I, uh, I had a, a new lead come in. I still do work. I run a team, but I still do work with some, uh, some of my own clients love it. and had a, had a call come in, you know, late last night and jumped on it and talking to this guy is moving back from, uh, from the mid East and he's mm-hmm. moving his family back here and relocating. And it's exciting being part of someone's process like that. Wow. It, it also helps that this is a high end luxury buyer. So the houses we're talking about were really, really very cool houses. Sure. <laughs> It doesn't hurt. It's exciting, but it doesn't matter the price range. So I think as I went through these phases, starting off, you know, working mainly with buyers and working mainly with listings. um, From there, as you, as you just, as I started studying the mechanics of real estate, Mm -hmm. studying what it takes to move a transaction forward, I'm pretty nerdy and I'm kind of obsessive like that. So I would just absorb it and start teaching people. Absorb and start teaching. Read Mm -hmm. and teach. Read and teach. And that turned into then launching a team. That's the natural extension of learning and teaching is then you have people around you. They're like, well, let's help some other people learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. And that went from there. Oh, that's huge. And, and making the impact, you know, in a community such as San Diego is, is not an easy feat. There's definitely a lot of competition into there and being a part of the top 1% in San Diego, uh, to me, it speaks for itself as far as who you are as a, as a professional and a team lead and really what you've done that way. So I, I want to go a little step further because this is a deeper dive into you as a person. And obviously, um, 
goes into the professional side with it is what's your why, Jesse? And you know, what motivates you, gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at. Yeah, and it's interesting because this one has really changed over time. Hmm. Um, originally, I didn't have a why. Okay. I was one of those people. I mean, really, I was. Sure. I, would, I would talk to um, all my. Co- I've always had real estate coaches. Okay. And, uh, every coach I've had. By the way, if you hear the uh, the train coming by, my office is right on the either the right side or the wrong side of the tracks. So I'm not really sure. We're oh, like. I love that. <laughs> We're, we're like four blocks from the beach here in San Diego okay. and, and Encinitas, like four blocks from the beach. And uh, th- that comes with the train. The train. Oh, I love that. And so everybody just, if you weren't watching and just listening, that was not a ringtone as, as you heard Jesse say. That was, no, that was an actual train. Yeah. If I turn the camera out the window, you could see what literally watch the, the train go by. <laughs> That's like, awesome. All right. So back to the why. I, I yep. think I would frustrate every coach I had who would do these exercises to get you to your why and try to bring mm. you to that point of tears to get connected. Cause when you have that deep passion, but it, I never had one, like really, I, like really, I didn't, I was just always wired to do the best I could at whatever I could, whether it be competition mm. or a mindset of service. But I just, I just, I'm kind of obsessive like that. And when I get into wow. something, I wanted, I want to do it really well. Okay. Uh, I remember there was a, a trainer um, that told a story and I think actually Tony Robbins told a very similar story about um, going to visit uh, the Dalai Lama, someone, hmm. someone in, the, in the spiritual world. And he was all excited, whether it was Dalai Lama or someone like that, he was going to visit them. And, they, uh, um, and he was all excited and he got there and the person said, all right, well, I, I have something for you to do first. Why don't you go hang out for another week and we'll, get to, we'll talk in a week. He's like, what do you want me to do? He sent him to the kitchen. Hmm. And the guy's like working in the kitchen. And he's like, I can't believe I traveled halfway around the world. He has me washing dishes. This is terrible. What the heck is going on? Have you heard this story before? I have not. I have not. This is great. This, this is, I always remember this story because it ties into this thought of why. And he's sitting there washing dishes. And about you know, halfway through the week, he's like, all right, look, I got a choice. I can either be miserable that I flew half around the world, wasting my time washing dishes, or just be the best darn dishwasher I could possibly ever be. Mm-hmm. And so mindset flipped, threw himself in the washing dishes, and he was joking around with all the other people in the back of the kitchen and having a great time and just seeing how fast he could wash, how many and what they could do. Um, I think part of me is naturally like that. And part of me reminds myself that like, whatever you're going to do, if you're going to wash dishes, wash dishes. And so wow. being present in the moment and just being connected with um, the activity you're doing and fully absorbed, it just allows you to do things at a higher level. Wow. With that said, now that I'm, I'm 40 and I do have kids, now my why is easy. My why is my kids. Okay. But it took having kids to get to that point where uh, now if I don't want to get out, because there's mornings you don't want to get out of bed. Sure. Right? And, and those, on those mornings, like, well, I got to get out of bed because I'm, I mean, really is creating a life for my family, being the family person I want to be, as well as creating an income that goes along with supporting a family in hmm. North, North America. I love that when it comes down to it, Jesse, and you broke it down beautifully. And I, I don't know if we've ever had a Titan, you know, really uh, say those things that you said as far as the initial why or, or as you say, lack thereof, but there really is. It's, it's to be the best at what you're doing. And, and again, that analogy to if you're doing dishes, be the best person at doing dishes. I mean, if you're going to be in real estate and you don't have that compelling direct why above and beyond supporting your livelihood and, and your family that way, then just be the best at it and make an impact. Um, you know, the family, when it comes down to it, and especially, uh, children, it's hard to beat that. Why? And, and I, I think that that's important that everybody out there sees that consistent message through evolution. You've evolved as a man, 
as a, as a professional as time goes on, as you should in a positive way. And, uh, you know, I just think that that's a perfect example for everybody out there who's watching or listening. Like, look at what this man is talking about, listen to what he's doing, and then really find that finite why. And even if it isn't a why, just be the best at what you can possibly do. I mean, that's what I'm getting out of what you're saying, Jesse. It's, it's 100%. And without going in circles here, but it's, yeah. for me, it has always been about getting in action, hmm. right? So every time they would say, go find your why, go figure out what motivates you. I'm just like, if I just know if I start doing stuff, it makes me do more stuff and I do it better and I, and I and just like, just be in action. Wow. That's huge. Okay. And this, so this is a beautiful segue into the next portion because you're talking oh, about- good. Action. I set you up perfect. This is awesome, Jesse. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. So when it comes to this one, this is a crowd pleaser. Everybody wants to know what the Titans are doing or have done to grow and scale their business. And you had mentioned action. I think that's a huge portion of growing and scaling. But if you could look back at your career thus far, and pick or choose one or two things that you might have added to your business that took it from one level to the next. What's that look like for you, Jesse? Yeah, the, I think the first thing that really allowed me to take my business from one level to the next was probably leverage. Okay. Understanding the concept of it in mm-hmm. all aspects. And I'm not just talking about hiring people to work with you. I'm talking about in every aspect of, as you go through the business where you look at where where can you scale? Where can you use? Uh, I always uh, believe there's three ways you can leverage. Okay. You can leverage through technology, mm-hmm. you can leverage through systems, or you can leverage through people. Wow. Love it. And the difference between tech and systems is that tech is like literally we're on Facebook right now. Or that's sure. a piece of technology, right? Or we have CRMs. Uh, I know you have a tech background, but yep. systems is, it doesn't have to be tech-based. It could just be you do the same thing the same way every time. Right. They could be physical systems. They, they could be processes that you have in your physical world that have nothing to do with technology through the process of transactions and communication. Yeah. Correct. So, so, so really being obsessed with leverage, and I never put into those terms, but hmm. as I look back on the last 15 years, that's the pivot points that I see that kind of took me up is where every time I really embraced leverage and hmm. figured out ways that we could um, do more with less. I, I think that's brilliant. And there's so many professionals that they have a hard time understanding that concept or they think that they have to be truly 100% involved in every single tiny aspect or granular feature. And it's very difficult to grow and scale from that. And again, hearing it directly from you and so many other Titans and everybody who's knows the business is nodding and shaking their head. Yes, you're right. But I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that um, yeah. when it comes down to different processes, systems and technology. So uh, we, we discussed a little bit beforehand, but True AI ah. and your involvement with that and what's going on. Would you mind sharing that with the audience, kind of what that's all about? I'm really excited about True AI. Okay. So um, this is a, a couple of us. There's a couple tech people that are these brilliant uh, tech developers. Love it. Um, along with, um, so the Tristan Ahumada from Facebook had an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, from LabCode agents had an idea and then brought it to these tech guys who have just been kind of, playing with it, massaging it. And what it is, is in real estate right now, we have a lot of chat bots mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, text matching, uh, you know, conversational autoresponders, basically. Sure. Uh, in simple words, you have a machine or that's responding based on what people are saying, mm-hmm. but they're not really that smart. Right. They make a lot of mistakes and they tend to say things that sometimes like if you're having a machine represent you as a real estate professional, and the client says something and the machine comes back and says something silly. Like it's embarrassing because some of these things, like they, they're supposed to look like real people, but they come across so badly that like, oh, like I, I either wouldn't use it or like, oops, that was a, that was totally wrong. So uh-huh. 
true AI is that they're, uh, it's still being developed. So it's, uh, okay. um, they, they've rolled out a pre-launch right now, but it's, it's, uh, they're finishing up development so it'll be ready to actually launch in May. It's it. using deep learning where it, this conversational um, AI actually learns as it goes. It continues to develop and learn more conversational patterns and actually understand and recognize the speech mm -hmm. that people are using. It's built on, um, Google actually has an open source AI without getting too techie for people listening. Sure, We're like, no, where did great. you just go with this? <laughs> Where's Jesse going? No, go down well, that ramp hole, Jesse. We this love is that. The future, this is the future of how real estate agents, again, going back to leverage sure. to scale our communication. We're not outsourcing our actual connections. It just allows you to connect with more people. And then you get to do the authentic part where you're actually servicing them at a higher level and you can service a larger group, but well using this, uh, this artificial intelligence uh, basically to assist you. Okay. So you said, and again, you went into some detail, but I know that there's people out there like, I want to figure more out about that. Yes. I want to reach out. So with true AI, you said may hopefully launch yep. period. Launch, yeah, launches may. Okay. So links for anybody to go to or click on, cause I'll put stuff in the comments down below, yeah. but yeah, put where, it in where it's where a, it's true dash AI.io. Okay. True dash AI.io. Okay. I'll put that down so everybody can, can reach out. And obviously everybody out there reach directly out to Jesse, if you have any questions or thought processes, anything from a true Titan here, but then again, you know, we'll have a bunch of data and info so you can connect, you can do research and further uh, foremost. So uh, Jesse, I love that. So when you're talking about, you know, leverage automation, things like that, any other thoughts growing a scaling business, um, you know, obviously besides bringing in true AI, but any other thoughts or do you want to keep moving on uh, for the next question? It's up to you. No, I mean, just last thoughts there in terms of yeah. uh, other things for scaling, depending where you're at in your career, taking a really critical look at your systems. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that you're going to do on a repeated basis. Those were the, those were the areas that um, we were able to scale up. But then the part we didn't talk about at all that I do need to mention is okay. people, when you look at any entrepreneur in any industry, some oftentimes real estate is the same, but almost I think any industry, if you, there's three ways to leverage, the biggest place where people lack is typically people, hmm, leverage to people, sad. whether yeah. it's having enough, that there's back office help, agents that work with you, whatever it is, and not that everyone needs to start a team. There's sure. ways to leverage without starting your own team, but just, it's, always, it's usually people, hmm. which is both the most wonderful and also the most challenging. You know, and there's so many professionals that, that I communicate on a regular basis and that, that is kind of the pushback. So to, to your thought process and to dive a little deeper into that, in your opinion, Jesse, when is the right time or, or is there a right or wrong time to, to grow and, and, and scale that way and add those systems? I mean, if you're giving somebody who's starting out more so, uh, or maybe somebody who is a, a long-term veteran that just hasn't really let go, I mean, what's your advice to them? It depends on your goals. Okay. If they're living the life they want to live hmm. and they're totally happy, keep doing it. If, well you, if you're feeling that there's something that's, that's missing or because most human beings, if they're not growing, they're dying. Like it's one or the other. It's very hard to stay exactly where you are. You get bored, whatever it is. So if you're, if you're like us and you're just kind of on this growth path, then you're going to notice you're going to have some, something's holding you back or notice some plateaus. You okay. never grow you know, in a straight line up, it's usually grow plateau, grow plateau. Mm -hmm. If you hit a plateau and oftentimes you get feedback from the people around you or from other things in your world that you'll know, yep, I'm at a plateau. That's mm -hmm. when you have to look at what can I let go of to grow again? 
Oh gosh, this is brilliant. This is invaluable information, everybody. Pause this, rewind this. Jesse is a genius. This is so great. I I, I'm, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I will take you with me wherever we go. You're welcome to come and just like, be like Jesse's a genius, guys. I will do this. Make way, make way, everybody. Take genius it. in the room. But no, seriously, Jesse, this is great applicable information for everybody, business entrepreneurs, and especially into real estate to really understand automation and growth and leveraging yourself and your time and your aspects. And, and again, uh, the conversations that I have uh, on this similar vein, it's, a lot of professionals do want to grow their overall revenue, uh, but at the end of the day, there's a lot more professionals that I'm having contact with, especially when they've been in the business for a long time. They just want more time. They want to leverage and automate and scale so that they can be with their family, so that they can go on more vacations and still have their business grow and operate in a proper way with not affecting their clients at the end result. Right. So, I, th I think it's brilliant what you're saying and um, I absolutely love it. And the perspective is, is, is through and through, but I want to go into the tricky part of this series and interview. And it's the challenge question, Jesse. So um, I always lead into it with the Titans this way. It, it is, it can be tough, but we all got challenges in our lives, whether it's in the past now or into the future, whether it's personal or professional, it's not so much to me what happens, but what we learn from and what we can share and respond to. So, uh, and again, not taken away from personal or professional pain uh, by any means, but if you're comfortable sharing a challenge you dealt with, Jesse, that you overcame, came stronger because of it, what's that look like for you? Yeah, um, it, it's interesting. As you talk about it, I haven't had a lot of personal challenges. Okay. Um, really transparently, because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, you hear some of these stories and you're like, whoa, yeah. you know, I've, got a, I've got a buddy who runs a, a, a good friend who runs a, a, one of the larger independent brokerages in the country. Hmm. I think they're up to six, 700 agents, wow. um, you know, fantastic broker. And his story is he came over to this country in a boat when he was 11 with $0 in his pocket, hmm. like as a political refugee, like re I mean, really, it was like one of these things where like you hear him tell a story and I, I've heard him tell it in a small group and in, in a large stage in front of everyone in the audience is bawling. Oh yeah. I don't have anything like that. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I grew I mean, I grew up, I grew up in a, in a nice upper middle class family. I had entrepreneurial parents that I'm actually incredibly grateful, hmm. but on the challenge side, I'd say probably more comes in, in business. Yes. And it's because so much of my identity is tied into being a successful business person. Uh -huh. And it's years to, to kind of realize that. And I still bring myself to that, that I am an individual person that is totally separate from my business identity. Hmm. Right? Like success or failure in business doesn't mean I'm a good or a bad person. Right. Although I spent years still equating those two together. And so uh -huh. uh, in the last few years, um, my, my, my team has both good and bad phases. It's just uh -huh. have a life cycle to anything. And I made some, choices with the team that um, I expanded very quickly. And looking back, I mean, we can dive into what I did that were my learning mistakes, but made a couple of choices as we expanded that they were not the right decisions. Wow. Like, like really not. And, and I looked at our volume and I had backed off working with clients myself and was really relying on running the team for income. Okay. And we started off the year and it was, it was terrible. Hmm. I mean, really like expenses were high, income was low. It was the perfect storm for as a uh, business person, not good. Okay. But if your identity is tied to yourself as a business person, then now as a person, now really not good. So I started getting pretty depressed. Okay. I I'd never had a phase in my life that I felt depressed. I didn't have a childhood, and that I don't naturally you know lean towards depression. Sure. Uh, but um, yeah, it was a pretty rough, uh, probably six months. Okay. Just 
feeling more and more down, not knowing what to do. And then a couple months in, I did back to the whole idea of getting in action. I didn't know that, okay, I'm learning what to do to fix the team portion, Mm -hmm. but I know that I can only control the controllables. I can only control myself and my actions. So I'm going to jump in and do the smallest possible steps I can take myself each day to move my business back forward and started working with clients, just back to prospecting my, my things that I did to build my business early on. I literally went back to basics and get the cool thing was it actually worked. And so six months later, we're back for cash flow positive for the entire year. I mean, we started off the year deep in the hole and sure. ended up cash flow positive for the year, made money, um, and you know, built the business back up. But it was, it was just kind of taking a few steps backward, what felt like going backwards in order to get back to what, what we needed to do. You know, Jesse, and, and thanks for sharing that. Cause it's not easy to, to really discuss the, the pain points or, or anything that's, that's going not so great. And, and especially on social media, people are, are very positive and they try not to rant on anybody's parade. But I think that that's what, what you were mentioning to me. It's that old adage, you know, you got to pull the arrow back and then release it to launch it forward. So, you know, a few steps back moving forward, I, I, I can absolutely appreciate that. And then going into the standpoint of really looking at it and saying, hey, getting back to the basics, uh, that's something that really at the end of the day, and obviously you learn that firsthand and so many other professionals do that way. It's they really set things up, things are rocking and rolling. And then I don't want to say there's that shiny, you know, object syndrome, but there's different things and different rabbit holes that we all go down of interest to try to grow and scale with good intentions. But then we start to get away from our center nucleus of what really makes it work. And in real estate, as you said, it is a people business and the best of the best they never really ever leave the basics. Right. That's the foundation and they add things through process on top of it. And, but that's a learning experience, right? Because you have to venture out. We all go to that thought process. We say, okay, well, we've been doing this for quite a long time. And now it's time to add on to that, do something new. We don't want to get stuck behind, right? We don't want to just keep doing the same thing and hope for a better result. Um, but the fact that you mentioned that, Jesse, that, that means a lot. It really does. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I would like to say I'm jealous of those people that, that don't get sidetracked. Yeah. But yeah. I'm pretty sure almost every real estate agent gets sidetracked. It's You're just so right. part, of, part of the nature of what draws a lot of us to real estate. I mean, maybe if there's any recovering accountants that got into, <laughs> that got into real estate, they, they don't have as many, you know, as, as keen to distraction and shiny object syndrome. Sure. Sure. I, I think that it's tough. And again, the, the best of the best, they, they all do have that portion of sidetrack, but the, I guess the tighter that you stay on the basics, the better, but you know, whoever those people are, please comment down below. Let us know, give us some advice onto that. Cause it's not easy, but you know, I, I think it's all learning experiences. And, and the fact that you had mentioned that on the personal end, that there's not a lot of challenges there, Jesse. I mean, we all have them as time goes on. And, and again, the man that you are today is because of those foundations that were built and there's nothing wrong with being positive and, 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 and happy and really looking at things from a perspective. And um, you know, it's just, we always got to look at what we have and, and I guess play the cards that were dealt, but then really try to expand upon that, make anything better in any situation. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that. It's not easy to do. So I appreciate yeah. that Jesse all the way through and through. I want to, I want to shift gears cause this one is a happier, softer question. Okay. One of my favorites. Um, no one has a time machine, but if you did have a time machine and you could go back in time, Jesse, and this is any age range, any time frame of your life, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, what would you say to young Jesse? It ties into what we were just talking about. Okay. Focus. Hmm. Right? Yeah. If 
as I mean, like you said, those experiences made me who I was. Right. However, as you gain wisdom and experience going through it, you can see, you can see the pattern of doing six things at once mm. isn't always a recipe for success. In fact, it has never been in my career a recipe for success. It's been the phases where I pick one thing, I go deep, master it, and then maybe you add another thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe yeah. you just keep doing the same thing. <laughs> but but as, you, as you do one thing and you master it, and as I look around at the people around me and, and model after other successful people, that's mm-hmm. the pattern I see. So really focus. I'd say as, as best you can, um, or learning to say no more mm-hmm. often. Yeah. That would be, um, I mean, you, you read about things and people who are like, I just say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And I've tried that. It doesn't work very well. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, I'm someone who's wired that way to be drawn to say yes. So I, it's fun to be like, oh, look, they're, they're saying yes and they're working for everything. But then when you look at most really successful people, I find the advice that keeps resonating with me is they say no more, more often than they say yes. Mm-hmm. Well said. And they do. And, and I, I'm a firm believer, and this is my opinion. Chime in, everybody, if you want to in the comments below. But um, that you're, by saying no, you're doing better product. You're doing better service. You're serving yourself, your family, your clients in a better way than if you were spreading yourself out and saying yes to everything. Right. And some people think, oh, well, you're rude. Or why wouldn't you help everybody that you can possibly? It's, there's only so many that you can help, but you got to be able to help yourself first to help others. And um, there's only so much finite time. And, and again, you know, professionals like you, Jesse, who, who actually did say yes to, to really being a part of the Titan nation and taking the time and to give, um, I don't take that lightly. And I know the audience doesn't either. Cause there's a million other things you could have said yes to and 2 million that you could have said no to. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things that I appreciate, but you're right. You're absolutely right. What you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not telling people to say no to being part of the Titan nation. I'm just right. saying, you hear that everybody there there was a there when you do when you do find something that is good whether it be titan nation or anything when you do find something you want to you're going to say yes to something that's what sure. moves things forward it's just about being a little more um critical in what you're saying yes to mm-hmm. i I, th- I think that that's a true statement and, and again for people that are in the the customer service oriented or if you want to even consider sales um you know business and factor especially into real estate we, we do want to please people and it is a people business. But again, I think that the ultimate result is the more you say no, you will be pleasing more people and you just got to give it a shot. If you haven't done it, try it. I mean, it changes your world. I mean, right, Jesse? I mean, 100% it changes. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's brilliant advice. And again, not just for young Jesse. This is why I love this question is this is this is application that we can all apply today, right? right. If we, we can't change the past, it is what it is, but we can change now in the future. And I think that's brilliant advice all the way through from a Titan, everybody right here. You're hearing this. Love it. So Jesse, I want to go into the next one. This is actually the second crowd pleaser of this particular series. It's the feeding of the mind question. So everybody wants to know what the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're growing intellectually. So um, books you're reading or have read that inspired you, uh, podcasts you're listening to that you enjoy, uh, influencers or coaches on social media. How are you feeding your mind, Jesse? All the time. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love I am someone who reads, consumes, podcasts, all sorts of things. So I'll rattle a few off. Oh, and yeah. I've also had, I've had a real estate coach my entire career. I've been in a number of different real estate coaching companies. Wow. My current coach is through, uh, is Michael Hellickson with Club Wealth. Which is a love Michael. Company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I have the book I'm reading. Let's see. I've got like five copies of a book that I've read that clearly must be influential if I keep it on my desk a bunch. It's mm-hmm. a book called The, uh, the Like Switch. Oh, interesting. Have you read that one? I have not. Oh, dude. All right. This one is, let's see here. 
So this book, The Like Switch, yes. uh, I read it a few times now, actually. It's um, in terms of anyone who's in a sales profession, if you're looking for kind of a how-to manual on how to be more of a connector and not just like ideas, but this guy actually trained, um, <coughs> he trained spies for the FBI and recruited uh-huh. spies and uh, not trained them, but recruited them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be able to recruit a spy, you better know a little bit about how to connect with people, get it deep at their core of what, what's done. And he really is very scientific about, he didn't know exactly how some of the stuff worked until he went backwards and reverse engineered himself. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic book to check out. Love it. Uh, I have also lately been reading, I don't have a copy of it here, but um, my, one of my buddies sent me a book called, uh, what's it called? If, if it doesn't kill you, it's okay. actually nothing to do with sales or real estate. I want to Google it, make sure I've got the right book name, but it's all about cold therapy. Have you okay. heard about this? I have not. I have not. Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F-F. It's a book about Wim Hof and cold therapy. Okay. It's how exposure to extreme, not even extreme, but like cold temperatures, hmm. right? And other sorts of things like that actually trigger parts of our biology to regenerate and heal ourselves. Unreal. It, it's rad. It's so cool. Uh, so my wife, some of my friends sent me this book and then my wife went to a random course, didn't know what it was and was like, Hey, I'm going to learn about this cold therapy. And this book had been sitting on my nightstand for months. I'm like, Oh, it's that one. I've got it right here. Here it is. Yeah. Those, those are two books lately I'd say that I've been into. Love it. And, and again, you know, two totally different topics and thought processes, but it's stimulating your mind. And as you said, Jesse, you're, you're constantly learning and the best producers and best professionals in this world, they're, they're, they're lifelong learners uh, you know, it's, it's not that piece of paper, the degree, and then you're done, or it's not just your first 10 years in real estate and then you're done learning. It's just nonstop. Always. But that's what keeps it fun for me. So, so there's a, a podcast called a quick brain. Do you listen to Jim quick? I don't, I don't. Oh dude. It's so good. K W I K Jim quick, quick brain. Okay. And uh, they're all short snippet, uh, short snippets, like really five to 10 minutes on ways to improve your brain function, uh, neurohacking, things like that. Um, and it's, it's just always fun. And if you keep, if I keep learning, it makes it fun for me. Yeah. And I think that that makes it, you know, obviously a more rounded individual and thought process to be able to have the conversations and open. Cause especially in real estate, there's just so many different walks of life. And there's so many people that you come across every single day, not just on your team or or, uh, other colleagues that you have, but I'm talking about your clients, buyers, sellers, investors. Uh, I think it's just a, a good way to go, but you know, um, I, I think that it's just important to find kind of what you're excited about, whether it's in business or not, and then just keep learning, keep growing. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're physically reading books or listening to it or watching it on YouTube or, you know, again, hiring a coach, I think is crucially important going through to take it up to different levels that yeah. way, but there's so many options. So, uh, I mean, I just think it's great. You got to find yours and, and roll with it. So. Uh, but that's awesome, Jesse. And again, as everybody knows, I'm going to have links in the comments down below so that you can feed your mind and learn very similar to how this man is, or at least try to. Uh, so Jesse, this has been incredible. This has been a world of just really, really actionable items and great content for everybody to take away. I want to finish everything up with a final question. And this ends up being a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for you? So my mantra professionally these days has been to uh, support agents in making more money and less time while having fun. Hmm. That's, that's really just six words, make money, less time, have fun. And, and it's it. about supporting agents in that for my uh, personal mantra. I've actually, I grabbed my little uh, 
AirPods, my little AirPods case. I just had this, um, it just says one word on it, which is breathe. Oh. And just a really oh. simple mantra for me because I am a very high energy person. I get very excited. And sure. this is learning, again, back to the learning to say no and all these things that tie together as I mm-hmm. look back on my life. When I take a breath and I actually breathe, it does so many wonderful things for me. That mm-hmm. is my current mantra now. I don't that doesn't sum me up as a man, but it's a very good instruction for myself. <laughs> no, but Jesse, I, I think that's beautiful. And again, it gives everybody a window into you and your thought process, obviously for caring for your team and, and really looking at it from an individual standpoint. I think that's brilliant. And again, everybody just breathe. I mean, I think that's important. Listen to what this man is saying. Just breathe. You can take that however you want to take it. <laughs> it's, it, says, it says something about me that I have to write down a reminder to breathe and keep it in front of me all day long, right? <laughs> He's a busy man, everybody. He's got things to do. He's got clients to handle and team. But uh, Jesse, thanks again. Again, absolute honor to have you on the show. It was a killer experience. And I know that everybody absolutely loved and appreciated the time that you took. And, and it's just an honor for sure. Thanks so much, Greg. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah. And you are an official real estate titan. I have to say that, Jesse, because it's, it's a part of everything. You are my friend. And um, I just, that's right, everybody. But uh, I just wanted to thank everybody as always for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, if you like what we're doing here for real estate titans, you know, please follow what we're doing. Um, you know, again, follow Jesse. I'll have links down in the comments below so you can learn from one of the best of the best and brightest minds. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Linebolt Media. Um, if you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally, take a look at lineboltmedia.com for more information. Uh, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.